when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, Biscuits, episode 33. We're going to cram about three weeks worth of stuff into this episode. I am Dave Lozo. I am one of your co-hosts, and you know who the other co-host is? Hey guys, it's Sean McIndoe. I'm up here in Ottawa, where we're all very angry about Eric Carlson not winning the Norris Trophy. Especially you, the big the big Ottawa fan. Yeah, being the big Senators fan that I am, I'm I'm very unhappy, and I blame I blame Toronto, and I blame the Maple Leafs. A lot of people don't know this about Sean, but uh, for all 33 episodes, he has worn a Chris Neal jersey That's while right. recording the episode. The whole Leafs thing is just a sham. Yeah. He, he, he basically he started doing the fake Brian Burke Twitter, and then like he kind of had to commit to it when people found out about. it. He's like, no, I'm a Leafs fan. I'm a Leafs fan. I swear. But really, like hardcore, hardcore. It's Chris Neal jersey, but I only wear it for like two minutes of every episode <laughs> but it's the best two minutes like the two minutes where you're like wow that was the turning point of the entire episode that's where i had the chris neal jersey on wait is that why like you're always threatening me over email behind the scenes like you want to fight me all the yes. time is that is that where yeah. that comes from where i say i'm going to randomly punch you in the face and that motivates everyone around me to do better at their jobs yeah tim barnes gets way better at his job once you start beating me up because he's like man if that's if that's what's going to happen when i slack sean's going to bury me i can't have that uh, all right, should we, should we give the people the news off the top so they're they're we just get this out of the way? Uh, sure. This is the season finale of Biscuits. Episode thirty three will conclude season one. Will we be back for season two? I think so. You never know, though. I think Vice just got like five point seven billion dollars in funding, so they could probably afford us for another season. But who the heck knows? So, um, if you were expecting any sort of free agent post July first show. Just imagine us hating everything and not liking anything <laughs> and being really down on every single trade that was made because it wasn't good enough for both teams somehow. And um, But we're going to try and cram three weeks worth of stuff into this episode because by the time you hear this, like literally on my walk over here, Jordan Eberle was traded to the Oilers for Ryan Strom or to the Islanders for Ryan Strom. So by the time we even finish this actual podcast, there will probably be one more transaction. So we figure why not just – why not make everything as – unoutdated as possible by talking about things two weeks in advance so uh what do you think about the uh the kevin shattenkirk signing <laughs> boy i don't know man who the rangers who saw that coming ah it's crazy a little bit of an overpayment i thought but you know what they got I their guy so too yeah that's yeah, pretty good can't believe matthew shane the matthew shane trade i really surprised me too yeah i mean you would have thought they would have got something back but the fact that they threw in a first round pick to get another team to eat the salary, that was that was a surprise. I thought Joe Sackick would do better, but oh well. Yeah, I mean I mean it's it's a really, really huge boost for the Leafs to get that guy for nothing because now they just have they're just unbelievably loaded down the middle there. It's gonna be hard for anyone to stop them in the East next season. Oh. <laughs> what if we just kept doing this bit for the entire 55 minutes remaining on the podcast. You know what? If, if I had actually prepared better, I probably could have gone a little deeper than Shattenkirk and Duchesne. We could have done it. Who else? Just who else? Who, who, who's, the, who's the second best free agent? Joe, Joe Thornton. I mean, did, did, are, are you surprised the uh, the Sharks brought him back for such a for such a you know late time in his career? You know, I thought the seven year deal was a little much, but I mean, you do what you got to do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, between that and Marion Hosa being traded to the Coyotes, yeah, it's a busy week. 
busy week. I, I completely understand why the Coyotes would would want to because because think about it, like they have a great tradition there with with Pavel Dotsuk and, and Chris yeah. Pronger. You know, the fans there expect great Hall of Fame talent to come through there towards the end. They're, they're almost like the Yankees in a way, where they would just, you know, buy all the superstars late in their careers, uh, or the Rangers, I should say, probably, too, in, in hockey, where they got Gretzky and um, Stefan Quintal. You lose a guy like Pavel Dats, you lose Chris Pronger to the Florida Panthers, you got to jump in and replace that. Yeah, I, and and <sighs> congratulations, by the way, to Quebec City as the 32nd team in the National Hockey League for the 2018-19 season. Um, Let's do a mock draft of how their expansion draft will go. <laughs> can't get enough of those. Wow, I can't believe it. James Neal, once again, has been selected in an expansion draft. Nobody seems to want James <laughs> Neal, this this poor guy who scores 30 goals poor a year. Some that's, Neal. That's, that's, that's a tough break. But uh, yeah, What the, did you think? The fact Walter? that the NHL is okay with legalized gambling now is pretty good, too. The way that they decided, hey, you know what? Vegas is in the league. Yeah. Bet on bet on the sport all you want legally throughout the country. Great job by the I NHL. I like that, that there was like, uh, that they had the uh, like the odds for their first game already, before they even had a roster that you could already bet on the over-under between the Golden Knights and the... Oh, the Dallas Stars, Arizona yeah. Coyotes or Dallas... Or, yeah. Yeah, it's like five and a half. Like, you can basically bank on six goals in every Dallas Stars game anyway, but if you're going to go out there and have a Dallas Stars team play a team that has, like, Colin Miller on its first pairing, you, you should probably go out there and bet that over anyway. That's 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 free money, I think. Right now, you know, who knows if we'll see you again next season. Take it to the bank. Stars, Golden Knights, over under five and a half. The Dave Lozo deadbolt lock of the week of this the offseason... Bet the over. If you guys have listened all year, you know that when Dave says he's got a scoop, when he's got the inside info, it's locked down. You had the top 100. You had the Garth Snow lifetime contract. Now you've got this. Yep. A couple times a year. It's free money. A couple times a year I show up and I, I, give, you the, I give you the inside dope. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be six nothing after one period. The game's in Dallas too. Like the Vegas is just gonna get they're gonna get rolled. They're gonna get absolutely rolled. It's gonna be free money. I feel like we all spent the last two weeks getting too excited over how good the Golden Knights could oh, be. Oh, don't don't you dare lump me into that. Oh my god, they're I no. never thought they were gonna be good and they're worse than I thought okay. they were gonna be. Oh I well I feel like okay, let me let me revise that. That we got too excited over how well the Golden Knights expansion draft would go, whatever that meant, whether that meant making a playoff team or whether that meant that they were going to, like, I remember seeing somewhere they're like, somebody was like, yeah, the night they're going to have six first round draft picks by the time they're done wheeling and dealing because they've got all these teams just, just over a barrel here. And at the end, like, I, I guess they, they did fine given mm. what they had in front of them, but it was kind of mm. like, yeah, that's, mm. you know, well, I mean, you're making 30 picks. There's going to be, you know, 20 okay picks, five not so good ones and maybe five that you weren't expecting and you're you're okay with but i mean wait well what do you think i mean you're you're not high on it's bad george mcphee's work it's so bad, eh? it's just to me they left one or maybe even two first round picks to me they left them on the table because the only two first round picks they got were from the islanders in columbus right and they got them for essentially salary dumps they said we'll take on clarkson yeah. we'll take on grabowski but you have to give us a first-round pick, which is part of the deal, which is something we all knew they were going to do. But that they didn't take like the like the anything with the Ducks was weird. I I don't get why. Mm-hmm. Like I get why you don't take Vatanen. I get why you don't take Manson. But I only get it if you get a first-round pick back. Because if you take Sammy Vatanen and you want to flip him, you're going to get a first-round pick for Sammy Vatanen. I don't understand why you would not either take Vatanen or demand a first-round pick in return or get Vatanen and flip him. Same thing with a couple other teams, too, like like Minnesota. I mean, they, they were really exposed, and, and you took Eric Halla. Like, and Eric Halla's mm-hmm. fine. Nothing wrong with Eric Halla, but th- this is the point where you need to start laying the foundation, and it just feels like there were just so many missed opportunities with uh, Anaheim, Minnesota, the Rangers a little bit to an extent. Like I, I, I've seen Oscar Lindbergh play. I think again he's like Eric Halla. He's he's fine. There's nothing wrong with Oscar Lindbergh. He didn't get a ton of playing time here because Elaine Vigneault hates anybody under the age of thirty apparently, but he's fine. But I mean, you need to sort of be like, hey, we're going to take Auntie Ranta. We're going to take the guy that's going to play thirty games next year when Lundqvist gets hurt. We're going to take Michael Grabner, your one point two five million twenty seven goal guy. Give us something, and you just take Oscar Lindbergh. It just felt like at some point. George McPhee just got exhausted with the whole, you know, being like a mafia guy coming in and being like, hey, you know, yeah. your team doesn't look so uh, safe here. Like, he just got bored of it and was like, uh, just give me Shea Theodore. And I just feel like he left too much. He left you too much like on Shea the Theodore table. Is a, you don't think he's 
in the same ballpark as getting a first round pick in a weak draft. Wait, say that again. You don't think Shea, uh, Shea Theodore is like in the same ballpark as mm. getting a first round pick in what we're getting a late first round pick in a weak draft? Mm. I don't know. You know. He's. I mean, he 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 was a first round pick. He he's was been kicking around a couple years. I, you so know, was Griffin I, Reinhardt. I well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, like George McPhee is very old school where I feel like he wants a little bit of toughness and he has that mentality of like a recent first round pick who has underperformed. He's going to be the guy that turns that guy around. And yeah, I mean, it's possible. Shade the other could go there and be a solid top four guy for them. But I, I just like I felt OK with that one. I think, you know, compared to what you're going to get with whatever it is, the 27th pick in this year's first round Minnesota, I thought was a little odd. And a few, I, I wonder if what happened was like, I wonder if the Islanders were the first deal that he made and that just got him too confident. Like it was too easy when the Islanders <laughs> are like, we're going to give you a first and a second and you have to eat this back on. He was like, all right, how, what, like, where, what are we talking? Like, is this five, six year con? No, no, it's one year, right? one year left of a guy. Uh, and, and that's that, but you got to stay away from the rest of our dynasty that we're building here you can't uh i know the islanders can't break that up (laughs) i feel like you know he hung up the phone with that and he was like this is easy and (laughs) you know now he's just like yeah he and and, you know other people are calling and he's like i want oh for that guy i want four first and they're like i'm not garth snow i'm not doing this and they just hung up how many points how many points i mean obviously they're still doing stuff they flipped trevor van reemsdyke already to carolina so the team is we we still don't really know the team but ballpark it for me how many how many points they're an 82 point team no they're not sean you think think that's too high oh my god do you think this roster is better than vancouver's roster last year (sighs) yeah that's what i mean well it's like like how are they going to climb it's gonna be interesting it's it's, hockey so you can have a columbus blue jackets level type season that brings you to 82 points i don't rule that out but Mm -hmm. on paper they're just so they're just so slow and they're just so many just bottom six yeah. bottom pairing type guys and uh, i just think like I, I i put it at 65 to 70 points i feel like is, is oh, wow. where they're okay. gonna i mean mark andre Fleury was at 908 with the penguins before he got hot in the playoffs like what's he gonna do behind vegas it's just he's gonna yeah. be at like 889 by the all-star break and they didn't really like i understand why they loaded up on defensemen they figure that's where the trade value is yeah. but I mean the go- like the one thing that's been a constant through the history of expansion drafts, and I know you know this is the first one on the salary cap era, so the history only takes you so far. But the one constant has been you're not going to get a lot of good skaters. You can get a good goaltender. You can find a good goaltender, especially if if it's a draft like this one where teams can only protect one guy. There's going to be good goaltenders out there. You could walk away with three good goaltenders, uh, and then either go into the season or you trade some of those guys or whatever. And instead, they got you know. Flurry, okay, I see why they I certainly see why they would make that pick. Sure. Calvin Picard, okay. You know, Barube, I mean that's not even hmm. I, I don't that that may have been part of the trade was that they had to take him. But they you know, they left some pretty good goaltenders on the table. Yeah, I wondered like I I for a year I was positive that Kenny Holland was gonna leave Jimmy Howard exposed, but he was like, you know what? Right. Take take Peter Morazic. And it's it's a smart move because, like honestly, honestly, like you, I don't know if Peter Mrazek was after the year he had was really flippable, and you know you can only take so many goalies. Like if you, like if you do the opposite of that, if you stockpile goalies and t- take nine defensemen and you get stuck with like all these extra goaltenders, like you can't put like there's only so many spots. Like you can't have Peter Mrazek in the AHL. You can't have like Calvin Picard. I think he showed like he. he Played for Colorado last year, so he's actually the one guy who's going to a better situation. I think yeah. in the entire expansion draft, he's going to be like, "Wow, look at all these defensemen! This is great." But yeah, like it just it, it like some of it's like just philosophical for me. Is like I would have taken Bo Bennett instead of John Merrill because I watched a lot of John Merrill, and I just I just don't I never understood what the Devils saw in him. They they used him over just so many other guys that I thought were were better than him. But you know he's a he's got pedigree, and that's the kind of thing like a GM like George McPhee likes, but. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I like, I like, why not take Riley Shan? Who you know? You did your is, rankings of all the picks. Yeah, which I thought was a like you you went thirty through one, and yeah, a lot of these you you did not like very much. Yeah, like the, I would say like between like 
Alexi Emelin. Yeah, yeah, like Alexi Emelin. Like, what what are you going to get for Alexi? He's not going to be a Vegas Golden Knight, is he? Like, he's like he he he, well he 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 might be because you got to remember like they need they need to hit the cap floor, and I'm sure they've already got they've got their list of players, but they've got they've got them written down in two different colors of ink. They've got the guys that they picked so they could flip, and then they got the guys. That you know, at some point you can't you can't flip everyone and then be like, oh wait a second, we've got only thirty million in in uh, in cap hit, and we've got to go and grab some other guys. And, you know, I I can see especially especially when you're going to be a young, presumably team that's going to lose a lot, that you're you're going to want to have a couple of veteran guys who can I don't be your I don't know if your your leaders or your dressing room stabilizer, whatever it is. Uh, so I don't maybe they view Maybe they view him as that, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, there were there were definitely some some questions. And while we're talking, Vegas has flipped David Schlemko to the Montreal oh Canadiens. Oh my goodness! There well, you that's go. a game changer right there. Like that's an upgrade. See, like that—that that was my point. Was sort of like like <clears throat> Alexi Himmelin couldn't really crack the Montreal lineup in the playoffs because he was just so slow and he couldn't do anything. And now they've got David Schlemko, who's very good. He's a very solid middle of the road defenseman who's going to make the Montreal Canadiens better that's a good deal mm-hmm. but they got yeah, a fifth round pick fifth round pick 2019 so that's that's cheap yeah, yeah that is cheap see that's what I mean I feel like I feel like George McPhee has done a really bad job of valuing players and like not maybe a, like David Schlemko's worth more than a fifth like when the the Devils they no they signed him as a free agent I'm trying to think because I'm pretty sure David Schlemko got traded at a deadline recently for more than a fifth but maybe he didn't maybe I'm imagining that we're doing this on the fly today, people. There's just there's all kinds of crazy. You know what's funny is like all these trades too. I was thinking about. I was talking to my friend. I was texting my friend on the walk over here, and we were like talking about all the moves. And it's like, have you ever seen so much excitement over a bunch of guys that were basically on the waiver wire like two years ago? Like all these. It's like James yeah. Neal. Okay, that's great. Brandon Leipzig. Is that a real guy? Yeah, I guess. Great, great job, Thomas Nosek. Uh-huh. Like, but yeah, Montreal gets better. That's a good pickup, though. I like. I like. That's them all right. Up. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, especially I mean, especially trading the pick two years two years out. That's kind of a strange one for Vegas because it seems to me like hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I don't know. Would yeah. you, you want to wait a little bit and see? I'd rather have him. I get that like you don't... I, I get that it kind of works two ways, right? You, you get all these defensemen, so now you're the team that if someone needs a defenseman, at least a depth defense, you know third pairing guy you're the team people have to talk to but by the same token people are calling you up going we know you've got 13 defensemen you got to trade somebody you you can't bluff like you're going to just keep everyone yeah that's true but yeah that seems like you'd get uh i mean a fifth round pick for any serviceable nhler is good value for the team that's getting the, the, player, assuming, the guy, yeah, that's, that's, assuming he doesn't assuming he doesn't have a terrible contract which he which schlemko doesn't in this case so can't figure out Mark Bergevin, man. Like he just he 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 spent all last season on on grit, toughness, and heart, and now he's got Jonathan Drouin, who I, I don't think he embodies any of those three things. He's a good player, but he's not that. And now, like mm-hmm. David Schlemko is not really a big physical defenseman, so it's like he's he's jammed the brakes on the whole toughness thing, and now he's kind of getting a better skating team, which in a way is good. He's adjusting, but also it's just you kind of dug the hole with Shea Weber. Like, you're not going to find, like, a P.K. Subban out there to, to offset what you already did. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch it play out because obviously they're not done yet and there are probably going to be other moves before we even, before people even hear this. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like personally I got my hopes too. Like, I by Wednesday I was like, George McPhee is going to, run this league and then by the end of it it was like oh right they're an expansion team they're not going to be good and they're not going to get that many you know they're not going to run the whole draft uh so i don't know i mean they're not going to be good this year do you think are they 
set up to have success at some point? It depends on how they do in the draft. Like, I think they're still, yeah. you know, three or four years away. I'm, like, it, it's different now, like you said, with the salary cap era. Like, back in the day, you can kind of have one bad year and then maybe throw a bunch of money at free agents and just try and get good right away. Like, you know, it took, I mean, Tampa Tampa came into the league in 92, 93, and then won the cup 12 years later. So if you draft right, like, I mean, if you happen to run into Vinny LeCavalier in the draft and you happen mm-hmm. to get somebody to give you Marty St. Louis, you can kind of speed it up. Yeah, I mean, the speed Panthers, were, Panthers were in the final in year three. Four, three. But that yeah. was a fluke, right? I mean, that was... Yeah, that was just them choking the life out of teams with their New Jersey Devils-esque yeah. style. That's that's not, a, that's not a possibility. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe if you hire Guy Boucher, maybe Guy Boucher can become the... The, the 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 defense whisperer where he just finds ways to just just give him Eric Carlson and then like nineteen other dudes who can just show up and not screw things up like the Predators the Predators took a while to get good Columbus took forever I mean is Columbus actually even good yet that's that's I don't think question. Columbus ever got there. Columbus never got there Atlanta never got there yeah uh, yeah I mean the the Predators took a while Minnesota was right but but that was the same like they they lucked into Dwayne Rolson and got crazy good goaltending and. Uh, yeah, and Ottawa was a mess for the longest time, but but they did. I mean, they they changed the rules. They tilted the rules in favor of the expansion team this time. Like the, the I did a a history of how the the draft has worked over the years, and there were years where like you could you could keep fifteen skaters and two goalies, and you know then the end result were I mean the teams were just absolutely terrible, and so they loosened it a bit, but. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're in but also too, decent shape for a few years down the road, but not not overwhelmingly good shape. Like all those other expansion teams, I'm pretty sure all of them. Maybe not. Maybe not recently. I forget when they stopped doing it. But when you were an expansion team, it was like congratulations, you pick first overall this year. And now for Vegas, it's like congratulations, you pick sixth in a yeah. really not that great draft. Good luck. Have fun. Now, what did you what did you think of the the idea that I it was flo- I want to say it was floated by our our podcast cousin, Jeff Merrick, who said, you know, look, Vegas has got, what do they have now? Six, 13th and 15th picks. I think 15, something like that. I think 15 and 17. Columbus okay. And the Islanders. So, something like that. They've yeah. got the sixth and they've got like two in the mid teens. Do they package all of that and try to move up? Do they try to jump up to a number one or number two, get one of the top two guys? They should. Uh, or do something like that. Again, I'm not a draft expert. I have no idea, but I just go off of what all the other experts say. And they say that this isn't a deep draft. There's not a lot of guys. So, if you can get one of the two guys or even the three guys at the top, you want to get the one guy, I think. You want to get Patrick or you want to get Hishir. Is that how you say his name? I don't yeah. want to pretend like I know anything about these guys. I, I think you do it because that's your best bet for getting off to a really good start. Like If you pick sixth, there's, there could be a guy there for sure, but I would mm-hmm. I would 100% package. Like I don't even know if the sixth and the 15th would be enough to get the first pick, to be honest. But no, if, if it probably wouldn't. Not yeah. with the drop-off. But yeah, I mean the the sixth the sixth pick in a bad draft is, I mean hmm. th- there've there've been a lot of not so great. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm thinking back to like I mean that that sixth pick. Everyone always you got a top ten pick. Everyone's always like ah oh, you know we'll get a star. We'll get a star. like you might get Rafi Torres. Like that's what you might get. <laughs> a guy who plays on your team for ten years, twelve years. He's fine. He helps, but. You right. look back, you're like, well, that was, that, what was that guy, like a fourth-round pick? No, we used a top-five draft choice on the guy. And, yeah, I don't know. Because that's the thing. You look at, like, you know, the Knights, that they've got depth. Even now, when they haven't made their trade, so they've got, like, 30 guys on the roster, there's just, there's lots of depth, but there's just none of that, that. Like, this is a league that's run by the, the top stars, like elite talent. And there's... Like I, th- there's a lot of players in this league that you would not trade that player for every asset the Vegas Golden Knights have right now. Right, like lots of guys that if the Vegas called up and said every draft pick for the next three years, everyone on our roster, er- literally everyone we own the rights to for this guy, every team in the league's got like four or five players up to that they'd be like, no, I'm not doing that deal. So they have a ways to go. Like the the depth, it like it's you know people are like wow the depth is there but not the t- well yeah I mean the depth is always there it's not that uh, it's not that hard to find depth but ugh. uniforms look nice though 
do they? I like the white ones. The I don't. The dark ones are just so dreary. Like they're not. I don't. Like I don't care. I feel like there's something wrong with me because when they did that Adidas thing where they unveiled like all the new uniforms mm-hmm. and like people had very strong feelings about a lot of them, and I'm just I. It's like the collars. Honestly, the collars on well, a lot of them are like very weird to me. Like the like they're they're like these white. Like they almost look like real collars, like you would see on a shirt. Like they're just. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are kind of weird. Yeah, like, and then they put the the little writing on the back, which I get. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. There's. I guess I don't process that level of detail because there's like I watch. I watch more hockey than anything I do, and yet there were when they changed father, uniforms. People are like, yeah, no, I'm I'm counting I'm counting that. <laughs> Watch hockey. Maintain children. <laughs> miscellaneous wife activities, and then yeah, that's miscellaneous wife activities. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the. Uh, that was a line from our wedding vows, by the way. Like people are they're like, look at this before and after of the of this team's uniform and i'm like i don't know which one's the but you got to label this man i don't know which one's the new one yeah. and which one's the old one because i only i watched this team play 20 times this year but apparently i don't know whether they had piping i didn't even know what piping was like i had to wait for someone to explain it i i don't know i think it's a weed I, term. i'm clearly not i think you put the weed in the pipe and you, you pipe with your your bros is that a thing? okay in that case in that case i agree that there shouldn't <laughs> It's just I'm I'm surprised they put that on the uniforms. It's two things. One is everyone has an opinion on everything on Twitter, so something shows up, you got to give your opinion on it. Two, I do think some of them are genuinely hideous, but I think the rest of them, like by game 14 next season, you will be watching on TV and you won't think twice about it. And I guess the third thing is obviously the reason why they got rid of the piping and cleared up the top of the jerseys is so they can put, you know, a uh, Exxon ad on it next season right. or two seasons from now it's all Which just is, that's going to be some great that's, outrage when that happens i can't wait people for that are one. gonna people oh. are gonna be so so you know what that's the day we got to slip in the bigger nets because all <laughs> of the old school people will be so furious that there's like a little tiny postage stamp sized ad on somebody's shoulder that will just go and make all the nets six inches bigger all the way around and they won't even notice oh speaking of uh rules the gm's got some ideas right no more slashing on the hands that's that's yeah. good i like that that's good i'm surprised we didn't have that in the rule book already like a no slashing rule <laughs> that we could have called it's like you know you know what the nhl gms are they're, they're like the people at lyft who recently just invented the bus they're like here's an yeah. idea we <laughs> yes. all meet up at a spot and then we get on this gigantic transportation and we go there and and on mass to, to we call it on mass transportation. Oh, that sounds great, Lyft. Thanks. That's the NHL GMs. Here's an idea. Let's call slashing penalties. Genius. What if wow. You, like you hit somebody with your stick. What if we made that illegal? And, and I think the two things are. I think they're they're going to look at the offside review stuff. And I thought there was one other thing that 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 that. I don't know. You can tell I don't prepare for the show. I, I don't understand how rules change in it because like every week there's some meeting. And they're like, here's the rules change. And everyone goes, okay. And then the next week, they're like, all right, they're having it. And you're like, didn't didn't you guys meet? And they're like, no, no, that was the competition committee. I know. This week, it's the committee for competition. <laughs> and then we will forward it. And then at the end, it just all goes to the GMs and like one guy, one guy's pet peeve from like his playing days. He got mad because one time somebody kicked a puck in a face-off, and so now he's going to get that rule changed. You can no longer tape your stick with white tape. All all stick tape must be black. There it is. We solved the NHL's problems. Sit back and wait for that. No more flat salary caps for us. Miscellaneous Uh, wife activities. Do we want to talk about the awards at all? I don't don't feel like there were any surprises. Not only were there not really any surprises, I don't feel like there was even that many like terrible ballots that we could all get angry about yeah like all the awards were fine i thought i, I thought ryan kessler was gonna win he didn't that was the one award yeah. i thought i was gonna be mad about i'm not bergeron should have won it and the rest was just things like you know somebody voted tory krug as the number two defenseman in all of hockey last season and mm-hmm. if 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 that vote didn't come from boston i would be i would be so I, you could knock me over with a feather if, that, if it was somebody from like Manitoba, you know, from WCXY in Wyoming or something that made that vote. And I thought there was one, there was a couple other ones that were just like minor stuff, but yeah, like there were a few, but there wasn't like the, you know, like even most years there's like some, just some terrible ones. Like, you know, there's a GM who got fired 
get some GM of the year yeah. votes or Tortorella like some guy. Won. That's the one I didn't like. Tortorella was no, I but you knew that was. I mean, I knew the it, coach but, of the year is yeah. is it's the most improved team award. That's how improved. It's, Who improved more technically? Yeah, yeah, Columbus yeah, yeah. improved I guess more. Co- yeah, Columbus, but it's but it's like it's like the most surprising team, I guess. Like people thought Toronto was better than people thought, but everybody thought Columbus was going to be absolutely terrible. So you know that we couldn't have been wrong, right? Like we couldn't have yeah. just been incorrect in our analysis. So it must have been the coach. Must have been a great coaching job. Here you go. Like every year, every year the coach that wins the Jack Adams. I don't think it always works out where their goalie wins the Vezina, but usually that team has an insanely good goaltending situation that year at five on five everywhere. And wow, Sergey Bobrovsky won the won the Vezina. That's a oh, Columbus man when they're when they're not good next year. I don't want to hear about oh man, my, how can we fire John Tortorella? He just won the Jack Adams last year. Maybe it's because when he was asked about his coaching strategy, he said, "I don't like X's and O's. It's just a mental toughness thing." Maybe that's the problem in 2017 with why Columbus isn't mm. good this year. See how see how mentally tough they are, but uh, when they, uh, when they're not getting nine twenty eight goaltending. Yeah, when that when when Bobrovsky suddenly became a bad goaltender in the playoffs. Technically, Toronto won twice as many playoff games as Columbus this year, so it's a shame we didn't just go. wait until late april to do the voting like we do for you know how come gm of the year we wait till the second round but jack adams we got to do it right before the playoffs start because the gm is gm of the year is already ridiculous enough award (laughs) it is ridiculous isn't it (laughs) yeah it's you know it's 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 awful did bergevin did bergevin get any gm of the year votes i i looked through i forgot to check for that i saw jeff gordon got two third place votes which is fine i thought that was kind of weird but he signed grab. I feel like I feel like he probably would just because I I feel like half the awards or half the votes in that category go to guys who just have been criticized a lot. Like that's sort of your hey here you go you're getting ripped everywhere. No, Mark Bergeron did not get any oh, not one single. Because Shea vote. Weber finished like sixth in Nars voting, I thought maybe he would get a little credit for yeah. No, PK Subban. Oh yeah, PK Subban got no votes at all for the Nars, which is yes. fine because he missed a lot of the season, but. Yeah. I thought that would be enough to get Mark Bergevin some some love in the GM of the year voting. Apparently not. Good. He, he didn't deserve it. Just just wanted to see if he got it. Um, any other award stuff? Should we should we talk about the the Marion Hosa thing as we speak? Yeah, let's. Here? I, I, yeah, let's let's keep. It. I mean, the awards were they they were. What do you think of the show? I watched. I I, I, I put it on for the the Sidney Crosby um, Gary Bettman seat swap, which you know yes. like, solid B minus bit. But then, like every time I put it back on, I watched I, I watched Baruchel because I like Baruchel. I thought he did really well with, mm. with. I don't know if Denny Potvin has like mental issues or health issues, I should say, and or he was drunk. But like, like watching Jay operate off the teleprompter and then watching Denny Potvin go to the teleprompter, it's like, oh man, yeah. poor Jay. He's got nowhere yeah. to go there. So you yeah. missed all the comedy gold, though. You missed like the Photoshop magazine covers and the Penn and Teller. Yeah, oh, man, I saw. Tweets. I feel like Penn and Teller has done this before. Like I, I feel like. Every year they do just a terrible, terrible yeah, bit. They do, and they get paid too. I, I want to know what they yeah. get paid. Six figures. Well, the probably. thing is, and that's the thing. Like I, I like some of their stuff. I've seen their show. It was a good show, but I feel like they're the sort of guys who are like, we're doing what? We're getting paid? Okay. Like yeah. we don't. They might as well just slap a big stamp on how. Like it's one take, written in fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> With whoever happens to be nearby, you don't have to be an actor. You know, we're going to film it in whatever room is available. We're oh, out of here. Taped? In half an it, hour. it wasn't. It wasn't a live thing on the stage. No, it was. It was like a taped bit oh, with them. Yeah, it was, uh, and it was just like it. It just. It just dead silence. Me and Tim. Me and, and Tim Barnes got to write something for the Vegas show next year. Oh, being the comedy man. geniuses that me and me and me and Tim are, but maybe next. I year. wrote jokes for the NHL awards once. Did I ever tell you that story? No, tell us the story. I didn't. Well, let me. I'll I'll start with the ending, which is the jokes didn't get used. So that <laughs> I just realized how like Hollywood. I like I sounded like some L.A. waiter. Like, oh yeah, I've written for this show. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Would you like to hear the specials or the jokes that it got rejected for my? It didn't actually. Uh, you know, didn't didn't work. No, but it was one of the years where uh, Jay Moore was hosting, and they had announced that he was hosting, and I guess people on Twitter were like, I. It, tweeted at him and me or something where they're like oh yeah you should write this was like probably during the brian burke stuff or whatever and i got like a message from jay moore and he was like i have no idea who you are but 
go ahead and write some jokes and if we use them you can uh you know we'll get we'll toss you a credit or whatever however it works no money and i was like credit. Oh, okay probably yeah probably probably no money but uh good. i was like all right and and i sent him some stuff and he was like okay thanks yeah you know we might uh and even like the day of the show he's like yeah we we're we're thinking we might use this one we're not sure tune in and and then they didn't they didn't use any of it, but what was what was the best joke? What do you remember? What do you remember the best? Joke? You know what? The only one I remember was, and yeah, this this is why it must have been 2010 because I had this was when uh, the Flyers had just been to the final with with Chris Pronger and and I had a joke where he was like, yeah, I was just uh, I was just in the men's room and it was kind of awkward because Chris Pronger was going to all the urinals and stealing the pucks. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> I thought it was okay. But you know, apparently, that's a good that, that, and, yeah. and it's a good you know, joke too for the audience. Like you have there, like it's not think, offensive. Yeah, hmm. you know, it's not. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna assume all my stuff just got vetoed by the NHL because it was too. Yeah. Edgy. Oh man, we can't have we can't have one of our best players wrap in, in guys. I'm gonna. Yeah, we wouldn't. We wouldn't want people. We wouldn't want Chris Pronger to look bad. We wouldn't want people to. I would. I wish they'd used it just for the reaction of like. A little bit of laughter followed by a shot of a glaring Chris Pronger and then dead silence. Like nobody laughs. As everybody realized that like he's, oh, is he laughed? No, he's not. Okay. Don't. What's, it, what's his name? The, the host Jay. last night, I caught that too. He made a Flyers joke. He said something about like, you're sitting so far in yeah. the back. What are you, a Flyer or something like that? Which, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's fine. Which I, I thought he was, he was fine. I have no idea who that guy is. I don't know. But the, this is the not ladies like. ladies love him, Sean. He's yeah. he's the super hot hunky. I, I I don't I don't think he was a vampire on True Blood. He might have been a werewolf. I don't know. I, I feel I, like I, it's. I feel like at this point, I can't even make fun of the NHL for like. Oh, they don't have cool celebrities. It's like if even if they did, I wouldn't know who they were. So he, he wasn't cool. He definitely. But, wasn't but cool. speaking of celebrities, the NHL awards. Did you see the uh, the discovery that we made uh, th- this week? This week and last week, I posted an old video. From the 1997 NHL Awards, because again, I love I love the NHL attempting to do sketch comedy, and they had a bit where it was it was a pretend ad for a table hockey game, and it was Martin Brodeur versus Ron Hextel table hockey because they're the two goalies who could score goals, so it was table hockey where there's only the goalies. Okay, move the goalies good, around. Good premise. I like it. Okay, not decent premise, yeah. and it was quick. It was like a. 45 second you know fake ad and then there's two kids right and one of the kids is like oh i'm losing and the other kid goes ah you better pull your goalie and then they do this big fake laugh and i was like i like that kid he's like a lot of kids would have backed off on that line but he really sold it he dove into i like that kid a lot and i i posted it and like immediately i start getting emails from people who are like did did you watch go back and watch that again and take take another look at that kid that you said you liked I go back and I watch it. I'm like, it kind of looks, but what do you, and I had people tweeting me, email me. They're like, they're like, not Ryan Gosling. They're like, that's Drake. No. That's a 10 year old. That's a 10 year old Drake. Cause of course I, I I'm assuming Americans know this. Like before he was a, a rapper, Drake was a child actor. Yeah. And he was on like cheesy Canadian shows and Degrassi and stuff like that. But Degrassi. this would, this would have been even before that, but it would have been like it, the age lines up it would have been filmed in Toronto and people, and then, you know, of course, then like immediately, like I got like radio stations that are just randomly, ha- they just randomly happen to find it on their own. And so like, they're posting it like, Hey, look what we found. Drake yeah. was in this NHL ad. So I feel like that though, that's like the celebrities that have ever been, you can't ever say that the NHL has never had anyone really famous at their awards. It was they just ahead Drake of the time. Yeah. They in 1997, he was just 10 years old, but he sold the hell out of the line. Good, good for him. He he deserves all the success he got. I think that was the turning point for him right there. And of course, everyone's making the exact same bot, the exact same joke. Like, wow, he really did start from the bottom. Uh, if he was doing NHL comedy at the uh, nineteen ninety seven awards, this was like this is like everybody on Twitter today when Ron Howard became the director for the Han Solo movie, and everyone kept making the same Arrested Development, not Ron Howard narrator joke. Like, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's. Well, it was a good discovery. Uh, people didn't, people didn't credit you for it, but much like your jokes for the for the award show, we all know now yeah. that you were the originator of a very good puck based. Exactly, that's content. my that's my story. And by any other jokes that have ever been on an award show that you thought were good, those are mine too. <laughs> okay, so when I see one of those, I'll let you know and say say thank you for writing that joke when I see it. Um, Marion Hosa, yeah, I got a lot of thoughts. First of all, I want to give 
all the credit in the world to the Blackhawks PR staff because two years ago they could not have screwed up the Patrick Kane thing worse, right? Like, right. A woman alleged that that she was raped by him, and every step they took from that point on was just the dumbest, stupidest. Like putting him out there in preseason to read it was just, it was just bad. Like whether you're a Patrick Kane defender or not, and there are Patrick Kane defenders on Twitter. Trust me. Like the, everything they did was just dumb just just the dumbest move ever and now they have this situation where they have marion hosa his contract completely goes down to a million bucks a year for four years he's 38 years old cap circumvention and all that and they got out in front of it they 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 leaked it to elliot friedman that hey he's he's probably gonna have to hang it up because of a severe um skin allergy condition that causes him to just have to take medicine that causes him to you know put himself at risk while he plays while he's on the medicine and they got out in front of it because there's of all the organizations in hockey whose word I don't take at, at face value because of things like the Patrick Kane thing, because of firing your previous GM based on a clerical error that magically happened to get him out of there. I, I, I don't take any team or league thing at face value for the most part. And so when the Chicago Blackhawks suddenly have a player whose cap hit is gigantic and salary is tiny and they're telling me, yeah, he can't play anymore because of a, a rare medical condition. Instantly, my first thought is, wow, like the first word, and this is the word everybody used, was it's really convenient that this happened. Doesn't mean it's not true. Doesn't mean Marion Host is not dealing with something awful. But you instantly think Chris Pronger. You instantly think about all these guys that 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 signed long term deals. Uh, what's the other? Who's the other known cap circumvention guy? I want to say Kovalchuk, but not him. There's somebody else too where they they did this. Where they they just turfed them to long term IR. Um, yeah, well, there been there been a few, yeah, yeah, and so it, it's just amazing because like if you even raise that point where you're just like, boy, this this even if it's real, it's still convenient that it happens to happen yeah. at this point of his contract. Instant pushback, and that is like fans. Like it, it, it's not even just Blackhawks fans. Like usually when you tweet something like, oh man, the Penguins are sure getting all the calls, and someone's like, you you don't know the game. You click on that profile, they're from Pittsburgh. The host of things different. Like everyone is just, you know, oh man, I can't believe Damn. you would doubt the credibility of somebody with a severe. And I'm not. I'm not doubting him. I'm not doubting any of this. But again, he played with it last Marian year. Host is, Marion Host is like a strange case of. He would not have been my pick to be like a guy who developed into like the most beloved player in the league. Yeah, like it's, it's like weird. you know this. I mean, obviously this is this is. T- a terrible thing and and you know it's it's sad that uh, presumably he's not going to play again but yeah he he's sort of like settled into that timu solani role of like the guy that i remember a couple years ago i wrote a thing about him going whether is marion hosa a hall of famer and at the time this is so this is two years ago so subtract two years of of stats and achievements off the guy and my conclusion was yes i think he's going to the hall of fame and i would see him going in on the first ballot so i wrote a thing that said he's going into the hall of fame on the first ballot and people were furious that i that it was even a question like <laughs> really how dare you ask if this guy who has like 1100 points and no major awards is not an automatic first ballot hall of famer and like to this date people like find that and send it back to me and they're like eh, you know you Marion Hosa, you hate me. I'm like, did you read to the end or was it? No, no, they didn't. And they said, no, of course, it's the internet. No one has ever read to the end of anything. But uh, yeah, he's, I don't know. I, I'm, I get why some people are upset or kind of grumbling about the salary cap implications of this. But at this point, I mean, we, we know how these things go. There's right. no point pretending like the league is going to suddenly put its foot down here and be like, no, you're going to take the cap hit and all this stuff. This is, this is what happens with these contracts. They, you know, at some point they go away somehow or other, whether it's long-term injury reserve, whether it's that plus getting traded to Arizona or, you know, Vegas or wherever it is, it's, or the KHL or whatever it is like these, like if you're, if you're sitting there, like if you got your fingers crossed that you're, favorite team's big rival is really going to get screwed over by all their long contracts at some point. It's like, it's not going to happen. It's going to be the guys who like, if a guy's 31 now and he's bad already, yeah, it's they're They're going to be hurt. But if a guy, if you're looking ahead, like, wow, when he's 39, this is really going to, no, it's not. Nope. Sorry. 
They'll find a way. And, it, and it's not going to be, and it's not going to be on the cap recapture penalty either, because that's a terrible rule and it's going to go away at the next CBA. It's just going to quietly disappear right in time for it to not actually have any major impact on anybody. Like Shea Weber's contract will not be a problem for anybody. That's like, that's crazy to me that like people look the people will raise that one because the way it works, because it was traded is it creates this weird situation because it's a, it's a badly written and badly implemented rule. So oh, it creates a situation rule. where oh, yeah. the longer he plays, the worse it gets for Nashville. Like if he retires with one year left, he signed a 14 year contract. If he plays 13 years, I mean, that wasn't really a, yeah, you can't really accuse it of that much cap circumvention, but in based on the way the rules work, if he retires one year shy of that 14 year Nashville Predators get instantly hit with, I want to say it's like a $26 million cap penalty. If you think there's any chance at all that that right. is actually going to happen, <laughs> you've, you've lost your mind. If you think like this Nashville, that 10 years from now, assuming that the team's still there, presumably it's been established as a good market, it's thriving, it's, you know, they've got some history. If you think they're going to suddenly lose, you know, whatever, 20% or whatever the cap is then overnight because of a contract that the previous they didn't even sign and that the nhl isn't going to find a way to just magically let that go uh i got i got news for you it's not going to happen and if i'm wrong and you're listening to this 10 years in the future (laughs) you come visit my grave and yell at me your grave oh my god what what don't we know are you okay (laughs) i got dark yeah (laughs) yeah you just yeah, and then I'll I'll be dead in 2022. I'm, oh I'm assuming the Marion Hossa fans have got me already by that point. But here's the thing. I think people love any athlete like Marion Hossa who is old and still good at stuff because none of us want to get old and get bad at stuff. And whenever we see somebody who's like Yager or Solani or Hossa, like we yeah. love it. We love it. That's just that's all it is. Like it could be any player, any nationality, any ethnicity, any any anything. Like we see that person, we love that person instantly. We don't care like, first of all, Marion Host is kind of a grump. You know what I mean? Like, he's not really, like, he's perfectly fine, but, like, man, he bitches about the offside rule a ton, which I guess possibly endears him to everybody else but me because I love the offside rule. But <laughs> yeah. that's that's where it comes I'm going to say, man, I'm not, I, we can't be throwing stones on the yeah. complaining about the, uh, <laughs> I heard, I complains I heard about it, the I heard it after I said it. <laughs> I actually loved him more. I didn't realize he was doing that. He hates the offside rule. Man, can I call that guy dad? I want the like, dad. Please come back to the league. But I don't know. Like I just like it. It's it's a thing where like for a half second you see it and you're just like oh, that's convenient. But right, like you said, no matter what it was, like the the he was probably never going to play the last four years of the contract. Probably at least like not the last three. And he played with this for a year. And it to me like. Like I, I like I don't think it's made up. I don't think it's you know a situation where right. like Hosa wants to keep playing and he and he he can't or anything like that. Like I or I don't actually I think it is that I do think he wants to keep playing, but he can't because like like for instance another thing we didn't talk about. We're gonna seriously we we, we could do a seriously like a four hour show today. But Shane Doan, Shane Doan was Dunzo last year. He scored six mm-hmm. frigging goals on that team, which wasn't a good team. But he had six goals in eighty games. He's forty years old, and people are outraged that. The Coyotes don't want him back, like even yeah, for one million dollars. Like, it's it's this kind of like messy and like you know Shane Doan is the guy who's like who won't leave the party, even though like the the hosts are like doing big exaggerated yawns and uh, mentioning how they have to be up early tomorrow. tomorrow. And Shane Doan's like, let me pour you a night. And it's like finally they were like, Shane, you gotta you gotta go. Party's done. You have to leave now. And now he's like, "Oh, that's how it's going to be." All right, and he's like, "All that's exactly what it is." It. That's exactly. Remember what... at the trade deadline when they traded, uh, they traded Hanzus, and like you're like 15 points out of the playoffs, and he was kind of like, "I don't know what's going on here." Like, <laughs> no, you don't. You'll probably piece it together for you. So, yeah, I don't know. I've... But but Marion Hosa scored 28 goals last year, so it's not like the Blackhawks yeah. are forcing him out. It's not like you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's. It's it's just the the timing of it. This wouldn't be the time where you would do it, right? You're exactly. Right. So it's just it's one of those things where like you you see it and you see the remaining dollars on the contract and and if you were going to you'd you'd be like he has a bad back or he has you know we think he, he may maybe there's a concussion he has hit like something you wouldn't be like he has an extraordinarily rare and very specific skin condition yeah like that seems like the kind of thing that somebody could check up on so yeah no I we're not we're not 
advancing conspiracy no. theories here. But yeah, again, there's... for the NHL, it's either a conspiracy theory or they're just dumb. And the dumbness here is not Hoser. Yeah. It's the it's the recapture penalty is what it is. And that's why somebody somebody tweeted that they're like people think the NHL is like working these grand conspiracies, and meanwhile, like they couldn't even release the expansion protected list on time when they said they would like they had them for for like 17 hours and they were still late but and even yeah, and but even the today shadowy the the, the 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 trade freeze ended and everyone's like man 9 a.m they're gonna announce some trades and as of right now it's 157 p.m on thursday and we've we've seen that oh yeah the jordan eberly ryan strom trade we should probably talk about that, that was too. the main one what do you think of that it's kind of a yeah that's a that's a that's a sell low for the Oilers. Like I get that they, they want to clear cap space because they've got McDavid coming up and, and Everly had the bad playoffs. But I mean, that's kind of like, I don't know. It seems that you've got a guy who's a useful player can score in this league has shown that still relatively young. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, maybe contracts not great, but I mean, that's, you should be able to salvage some, something pretty decent for that kind of asset. And you wait until he's had like the roughest one month stretch of his entire career, and then you you ship him off for a, a pretty a pretty big question mark in my mind. I mean, Ryan Strom's obviously still got some potential, but he's he's twenty four. He's going to be twenty four in a couple of weeks, so that's it's not like he's got a ton of open road ahead of him where he's still going to get better and better. I think it's going to work out like the Hall larson deal where the Oilers are going to be so good with all their other players you're not going to think twice about the trade because they're going to be good anyway and also too it's not exactly the same thing but it reminds me a little bit of the nino niederreiter trade obviously you get back mm -hmm. jordan eberly he's a little bit better than cal clutterbuck slightly he's got a few more few few more tools in the bag but strome played his entire career for a coach in jack capuano who I won't say he had no idea what he was doing, but <laughs> there, there really wasn't much of what, what some people call a, quote, system with the Islanders, right. where I can see him going to Edmonton. I don't know if he's going to play with McDavid or if he's going to play with Dreisaitl, but I can see him going to Edmonton, putting up numbers that are comparable or maybe even better than Eberly. but it doesn't mean still that wasn't a bad trade for Edmonton is kind of the point where... You know, you probably could yeah, have I mean, some if, more. If they plug him in, I guess that's that's going to decide a lot of it. It's going to be, does does Eberle get to go and play with Tavares, and does Strom get to play with, with McDavid? And what kind oh, of Eberle for sure is going to play with. This is totally one of those yeah. trades where it's like, please, John Tavares, don't leave us after next season. Look what we're doing for yeah, you. We brought back your, your World Juniors friend. Yeah. So yeah, so that, I feel like I feel like that one's going to work out for both sides, even though it looks like a pretty big favorite, big deal for the Islanders as compared to the Oilers. Uh... What else we got here? It's two o'clock in the office. I'm just staying here the whole time, Tim. I don't care if anybody comes in. Yeah. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Cancel, Cancel the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll we'll be uh, back next season probably. Wait, hold on. Let me let me go to the email and go to the list. Sorry, the list that you kindly make. That I think we well, I think we got it all. Other than the the draft, which will be tonight by the time people are hearing this. Uh, I don't know any any. I don't know predictions. Any thoughts? Any well, I was deals we're gonna see. I was surprised to see the Devils trade out of the top spot. That was kind of crazy. But you know, if they feel like they want to get a defenseman, they can trade down and do that. That's a smart play. It was weird too to hear the Chicago Blackhawks fans cheer Gary Bettman. But I guess when you get an outdoor game every year, that's that's the one city you can get cheered in on the Must stage. Must be a big standing ovation. <laughs> Uh, uh, so let's see. I did enjoy him getting booed at the awards, by the way. That was like he's on camera for five seconds in a comedy bit. And the crowd yeah. just instant. The crowd that he's just awarded a team to, like literally is in the process of giving them their team. And they're like, boo, we hate you. And God, it brings a tear to my eye how quickly hockey fans grow up and reach it, maturity it, it, it makes it hard to do a comedy bit when one of the stars of the comedy bit gets booed mid comedy bit that kind of takes you out of the flow of the comedy bit but yeah it, was still <laughs> it does good. all right so award show um we did the jokes there who we voted for we liked everything uh pretty much everything i didn't like torts but uh we pretty much agreed hosa not a conspiracy theory or anything like that uh the draft crazy that uh the first overall pick was uh 
Nolan Patrick. Congratulations to him. We did the we did a bunch of trades already. Shattenkirk uh, signing, Duchesne trade. Uh, that's pretty much everything. So maybe we should do a couple mailbag questions because people emailed us or tweeted us, and if we ignore them, they're going to be really really sad. Wow, we got Let's forty-six questions. Um, no, no. Was it dumb for Winnipeg? This is Steve. Ah, underscore you, underscore no. It's a lot of underscores. Was it dumb for Winnipeg to give up a first to save Enstrom from being selected? Because I don't know why we would keep him, him bad player slash salary. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a useful player. I, I, they didn't give up a first they kind of traded down in the first so yeah, they, they flipped down first. a few spots so i you know ultimately i don't i think that's going to be probably a bit of a wash i don't know that he necessarily would have been taken but that was one of those where i think part of it was they got him to waive his no movement clause and once they did that they probably felt like they had to make sure he didn't get taken like that was a good spot where mcphee could bluff a little bit and say like well oh that's the guy i want and then you're like, oh, we're going to look terrible if this guy waves his no no movement in order to do us a favor, and then and then we let him go. So maybe a bit of an overpay, but I, I don't think it was dumb. Ian Jansen, who goes by Goose Manslide, that's like a sex thing, probably right. Like I just read out probably. like an Urban Dictionary sex thing on the podcast. Goose, oh man, I, I got the Goose Manslide on Saturday night. I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, as writers who vote, I did not vote this year. I was out of the. This is my year off. I voted the last two years. You voted this year, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, as vote as writers who vote after seeing the results, uh, especially the Krug, Carlson stuff. Do you think trophy voting should still be anonymous? Are you an anonymous guy or are you a public voting guy? No, I'm a public voting guy. I think that uh, we should we should post our ballots. I do get the argument. Like I've been at some of the, uh, PHWA meetings where this has come up and I've heard people stand up to say why they don't think it should be mandatory that we, that we release them. Yeah. A lot of it, it comes from beat guys who are like, look, I'm going to have problems with the team. If I don't vote for this guy for whatever award he's up for, that's, I'm going to have somebody that I'm going to have to deal with. Who's not going to be happy, whether it's the player or the front office or whatever. But they're just like, I don't, if you want me to vote honestly, I don't want to have to deal with that. And I also get that there are people who don't feel like spending all day on Twitter and Facebook defending every, like, defending every fifth place vote they gave out. Uh, I guess from from a fan perspective, the argument against doing it would be that if everybody knows that it's going to be public and everyone knows you're going to have to defend them, you're going to get even more kind of groupthink and uniform voting. Because you, you might have people going... Uh, you know, I maybe you, I really do think that Victor Hedman should have been the Norris Trophy winner. Maybe I think he was the bet, but man, if I'm going to be the one guy, I'm going to have to have my name on it. I'm going to get ripped for it. I'll just nudge him down to third wherever I know everyone else has him. I guess that's the argument, but I think the positives outweigh the negative, and I think it gives us more credibility. And I think as media, we're always, you know, if somebody doesn't come out to talk after the game, we rip on them for exactly. not... exactly. So we got to eat our own medicine here and, and we should be accountable just like we expect everyone else to be. If your reasons for not making your votes public are you have to have a hard conversation with a PR guy at the team you cover or you're mad about getting yelled at at Twitter, then just don't vote. Just tell, tell, tell someone, give my ballot to somebody else because then you can just, you can just do it that way. It's, it's, it's pointless. Um, I, I believe there are people milling about outside the office here. I think that means we got to go. So, um, yeah, we were joking around, but this is really the last show of the season. I'm pretty sure we're going to be back. I feel confident about being back next season. I You know, you, you never know in this industry, you know, when someone says to you, you know, can I talk to you for a second? It's like when you're a baseball player and the guy calls into the manager's office and he says, yeah, we're, we're letting you go. But here, you never know. But I, I'm I'm confident that your 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 support of biscuits will will keep us thriving for next season. Um, I have another podcast, so if you want to actually get free agent commentary, which will just pretty much be seriously that these contracts are bad and they overpaid for these guys, you know, tune in over over there at Puck Soup. Uh, Sean is just going to be shouting things out his window, I guess, right? Because this yep. is this is it for you. But you'll be able to hear because it's Ottawa's a very quiet town, so. <laughs> Yeah, so keep uh, keep reading our stuff. We'll definitely be writing about stuff that's hockey-related up until, I guess, July 3rd, and then we're all probably going to shut it down and not do anything. <laughs> hopefully hopefully Bob McKenzie will invite me to the uh, to the, the cottage and pour me a margarita, but I don't see that happening. But I'll, I'll pour myself a, a beer at some point and be back next season, I believe. So 
thank you again. We, we love you. We're sorry we don't get to more of your questions, but we're just so bad at managing time and, and getting everything done. We don't really get it to enough questions like we should. But uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Yep, that's it. Thanks, everybody. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully we will talk to you again next year and enjoy uh, your summer. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.